Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from a very rainy Yorba Linda, California. How are you, Schnooks? I'm good. Good. What are we doing here? Oh, we're doing Living Fearless Devotional. Yes. Thank you for the reminder. Once you say that, then I notice it. Right. I'm so sorry. On Resurrect, produced by (laughs) ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can find all the content that you need to deepen your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not yet met him or are just far away from him or just would like to find other resources that you may not know about, please check out the website. We have our podcast. We have Andy's uh, Fearless Man podcast, articles from the Christian Post, Bible resources, worship bands, scholars you can listen to. And you. we have a place where you can drop us a line, send us a comment, um, whatever it may be. We read those personally. And if you're so interested, you could donate as well. Awesome. Very good. I'm sorry I missed my post. Yeah. Resurrectministry.com. Singular, not the plural. Not ministries. Right. Ministry. Right. All right. We're reading from wait, let's see who said hi. Hey, Lisa Wood. Nice to see you. She just got done seeing the Jesus Revolution movie. Woo-hoo! It was fantastic. We're looking forward to it. Very that. good. Loving the graphics, says Lisa Wood. And Lisa, I don't know if you've met you met Stan the last time you were here. He, I don't think he was here, but Hopefully you'll meet him tomorrow. Stan uh, Frisbee. Frisbee is Lonnie Frisbee's brother. Yeah. Give this a little visit. Light. Lights, camera, action. Hi, nice. Hooked on Jesus. <laughs> and Cindy's here. Cindy's in the house. <laughs> wow, we had some great stories from Cindy last night, didn't yes. we? Uh, they were, they were so spectacular. Awesome. We're going to so have fun. to have her come on live. Yes. And tell those stories. I don't think we could do them justice. No. Yeah, she has to. Cindy, would you be willing to come on and do a uh, a little bit, just a quick interview and tell some of those stories that you told us last night uh, were just amazing. And um, yeah, we, oh, we hit everybody. Oh, did we hit Carrie? Carrie News is on. Yes. I'm not sure if we got to her or not. All right. We're going to be reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. And it's February 25th. The reference is Matthew 3, 7. The coming wrath. Mm. Yesterday, I, I left the devotional so hopeful. Yeah. This, well, this one's a little scary. Well, if you have Jesus, you won't. You Don't won't have to worry about it? Around. Nope. All right. If you say so. Charles says in this devotional for February 25th. Okay. It, <laughs> okay. Charles says, it is quite pleasing to our senses to walk through the countryside shortly after a rainstorm mm. to smell the freshness of the grass just after the rain has stopped, and to observe the pure drops of rain glistening like clear diamonds in the sunlight. And that is the place of a Christian. He is traveling through a land where a storm has vented its fury upon the Savior's head. And if there are a few drops of sorrow still falling, they are distilling from clouds of mercy, while Jesus assures him the rain is not intended to bring about his destruction. Meaning the small little? Yes. So this starts off very light. Yeah, it does. And, and very nice. And then it goes. Yet, how unnerving it is to witness a terrible storm approaching, to see the warning signs such as birds drooping their wings for protection, cattle keeping their heads low in fear, the sky growing black and blotting out the sun, and the heavens seemingly becoming sad and angry. How fearful it is to experience the approach of a tropical hurricane, to wait in terrible anticipation of the wind's full fury and force, powerful enough to rip trees up with their roots, force huge rocks from their foundations, and quickly destroying people's homes. Sinners. That's not us. No. Maybe some people watching from Twitch. Sinners. (laughs) That is your present position. No hot drops have fallen yet on you, but a shower of fire is coming. No fierce winds are yet howling around you, but God's tempest is gathering its fearful artillery. Thus far, thus far, the floods of water have been dammed up by God's mercy, but soon the flooding, the floodgates will be opened. God's thunderbolts are still in his storehouse, but beware. The fearful storm is coming, and how awful will that first moment be once God, robed in veg- robed in vengeance, finally marches forth in fury. 
Where, 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 O sinner, will you hide yourself? Where will you flee? Oh, may the hand of God's mercy lead you even now to Christ. He has been freely set before you in the gospel. His pierced side is your rock of shelter. You know you need him. So why not believe in him and cast yourself upon him? Then the fury of the storm will be gone for eternity. Oh my gosh, look at the picture over there. Sorry, there's a boat washed ashore from a storm uh, on a screensaver over there on the television. What timing for that? Right. I feel like that some people will be like that ship. Oh, one, yeah. Run aground. And um, do we know any people like that? Now? Yeah. Oh, tons. Yeah. I have family members that are like that. <laughs> yeah, I've got lots. <laughs> that we're going, here's here, come here, come with yes. us. Come with us to church. Go see the uh, the Jesus revolution. Amen. And they're going, nah. As a matter of fact, that man that I told you about at uh, the uh, Red Lobster with the with his friend, uh, the young lady, and uh, he simply refuses. We, we're trying to tell him, the storm is approaching, sir. That's right, and it's hard to get people... To see that, though, they see how crazy the world has gotten. But, you know, to those that are perishing, the gospel is foolishness. So mm. there's just nothing you could really do. But I think mm. also in this that God has a message to those of us who may backslide at times that um, God's <laughs> God is a God of justice as he is a God of mercy as he is a God of love. And so... We never should downplay the fact that God hates sin. He hates sin, but what? So he hates the sin, and we often say hate the sin, not the sinner. Right. But at some point, what the sinner is the one who gets destroyed. Well, yeah. Well, and so that is all the debate about are you a real christian if you're still sinning or have you backslid and and how far can you backslid and still be considered a christian and all you know that's just there's a great mystery there and there's a lot of different opinions but um i do believe that those who he loves he chastens as, as he tells us in the bible and so we should be expecting uh a chastening from the lord if we move away beyond where he thinks we're safe so oh, we got hail coming down we got hail coming down <laughs> this is probably the worst weather we've had in a decade or so out here but i i i don't know what it's like to see a pending tropical hurricane mm. like he's the way he described that fear I, I don't i don't know that particular fear well i don't know that it's that i mean how fearful were you when you were hiding in a trunk in syria trying to get out during the uh, civil war <laughs> It's probably like that. <laughs> it's probably like that. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I lived through a very, very bad blizzard in D.C., but that wasn't very scary. The electrical storm was scary. I don't even know how to describe the electrical storm, but we feel like we saw trees twirling. Well, if I can go back to my story yesterday, those of you who were on yesterday, I talked about that period of time in my life when the company fell apart, losing my house, going, yes. you know, just losing everything relationships, everything. Um, but there was a, a, a time where, you know, over time where the, the clouds cleared, the sun rose and I was with walking with God yes. and Jesus presented himself to me. Um, that's because I did not um, give up on God. I, did not continue my anger with him. I, I turned it around and said, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had okay, enough of this storm. What you're trying to do. I had another storm. I repent. Uh, I ask for your forgiveness and I want to walk with you. Um, but if I would not have done that, the, 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 the sun would have gone away. The clouds would have rose again. <laughs> And, so often do. and I, I would just would have just would have continued. I just would not have gotten out of that storm. And like, I there, think there's the difference. That's the, that's what Spurgeon's saying too. You see the storm, you know what's coming. Mm. Um, turn, metanoia, repent and turn from your ways. You know, uh, Kate brings up that New Zealand uh, had another 
shocking storm this weekend and a lot of damage. But if I'm not mistaken, New Zealand is, I think, a little bit like Canada, where they've they've just they're gone they're going away from God. I mean, the United States not is not that far behind. <laughs> these two countries. Uh, Kate, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that they've had some of these issues where uh, they're arresting uh, pastors, you know, uh, uh, okay. closing churches. It, it could be parts of Australia. And I know uh, Australia is divided up into like maybe Northern and Southern or East and Eastern and Western uh, Australia, where parts of it also are having these uh, issues with the churches and pastors and praying and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, God help us. And it's not shocking that uh, that they're experiencing some of this kind of the, like California. this this storm. Yeah, but I think yeah. the rain was a blessing. It is. It is when Until you turn to not. God. No, again, that back to my 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 example is that that those God's telling me here here's what's going to happen if you no meaning rain on the earth mm. literal oh <laughs> not always. Not always great. Little daisies come up and the poppies and yeah, yeah. You and Pastor Jack are like, look at all the pretty flowers and yeah. Well, we are coming back from I forget where we were. We were somewhere down in Anaheim, and as we turn towards these hills, they're just so beautiful and green. And there's even snow in the hills, not the mountains. There's snow in our hills, hills which are only maybe two hundred feet, three hundred feet, you know, above where we're at right now. And there's snow on there yes but it looks so beautiful it does with that uh with the background of the dark clouds um and i think the sun even came out for a little while but um it, it, there is beauty yes but when it's not a tropical hurricane there there is some destruction I don't think the people in new zealand are seeing it as beautiful no well they need to turn to god if your entire country is turning away from god turning their back on god then Yes. Oh, it's a good point. As Hooked on yep. Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, people going around their business as usual without discernment of the signs, the times, and the seasons. Mm. Amen. That's that's great. That is so true. And Kate says, I'm wondering what is going to befall Australia because our sitting prime minister and the foreign affairs ministers, foreign affairs minister lead the LGBTQ parade last night. Shame on them. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, we have this nonsense, uh, you know, in our administration, our country's administration, which, uh, you, of course, we voted for none of that shenanigans. It's just what we're stuck with right now. Yes. Um, and it, it truly is a parade of incompetent people selected based on the way they choose to have sex. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah. And it, it has nothing to do with their skill at transportation has nothing to do with their skill at speaking as the um, press secretary. for commerce lady, too. That wasn't sexual, but she's just seems a little bit past her prime. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. You know, you're selecting people based on their color and the the type of sex they like to have is not any way to run a country. It's going, God's going to say, are you crazy? Right. (laughs) Are you nuts? Well, we have a lot of comments. I think Lisa's saying equity does not equal equal freedom yeah no. and nor does it equal equal rights either <laughs> no it's it's uh the opposite and there's a size you can't click the uh live button and yeah. uh lisa's reminding everyone please <laughs> click the like button yes. share subscribe to the broadcast that would be awesome for us and cindy's reminding us he chastens us because he loves us mm-hmm. and that spiritual storms are real too yeah. yes that's that's what i was thinking about too was that we have these pending clouds when we know um, there are there is a spiritual storm coming too. Sometimes you can just feel it mm. that things are not going the way they should or that God is not pleased. And there is, I don't know, there's a lot uh, there, as you all know, there is a lot of spiritual warfare right now. And I think it's hitting people. I was thinking about this today that, Satan is attacking everyone in their fissure points, in their weak spots. So I see him like uh, people that are, you know, whether it's sickness or it's relationships or it's finance or it's marriage, like he he's hitting on the fissure points of people that are uniquely sensitive to them to get us to either 
be distracted by that problem or that impending storm or to get us to disavow God. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it gets heavier and heavier, you know, even when you you find yourself as um, strong and you're trying to follow the Lord, you still have, there's still this sense, this uneasiness in, in our spirit. Oh God, when is the other shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the world, in our, you know, in family in community, we just, there is a lot of, and I'm not going to describe it as fear. It's just this impending storm. It's a sense of an impending storm. And the reason I like the analogy of a storm is that fear implies that you don't feel equipped to deal with it. But an impending storm implies you start to calculate, uh uh-oh, what do I got to do to prepare for the storm? Do I have enough food? Do I have water? What if the power goes out? Do we have blankets? You know what I mean? You start planning. And that's what I mean, even with a spiritual storm is, okay, are my doors locked? Are the windows closed? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm listening to a lot of these uh, pastors who are talking also about um, demonic oppression and other uh, attacks, basically, that befall believers and how oftentimes they can be connected to open doors. And they describe a variety of open doors, a very bad temper, um, unforgiveness, um, unrepentance, um, and sexual immorality intoxication like these these things mm-hmm. where we could have gotten away with them for years and not really seen the effect on our lives we realize now they create portals to demonic oppression wow you just hit the nail on the head does it yes nice. because okay. yeah because oh, i was <laughs> yeah because i was thinking um of a of an illustration okay uh if uh we our life is a boat and we're talking about a storm and on, exactly. we're on, we're on the sea that, that we're on, on this boat. How secure is our boat? Right. And as I was talking to the man in our Bible study today, as we were going through Acts 24, I believe, and it, it brought us to a discussion of our character and uh, how people see us. And, you know, if people were to look deeper into who we are through our, you know, by taking a look through our phone, looking at photographs, looking at our search history, looking at the websites we go to on our phone or even on our computer, uh, maybe look at our finances, maybe yes. look at um, our conversations, our voicemail messages. If they were to do that, how many holes would they find, they find in our boat? Yep. You know, if, if, exactly. if we're acting as Christians, if we're walking with God and now we've transformed into a new person, that's a, a pretty solid boat. But if we are living a life of sin and poking holes in our boat, we're not going to do very well in the storm. And uh, Cindy brings up that in our, uh, yeah. analogy. That's another one that they use quite often. It's the spots where our armor has chinks in the armor uh, um, because the Lord says, put on the, the full armor of God. And yes. if you don't have your helmet on and ends, but see the, but the crux of it is you don't start thinking about these things until you're about to go into battle. And we all have this impending sense of, oh, God, these things are becoming a little bit more important. Um, and what's, what concerns me is that um, there are a lot of Christians that are not paying a time, not paying attention to the time and season. In other words, they just, they just think this is all coming out of nowhere. They think it's random. Right. Um, and if you think it's random, you, um, you fail to prepare properly fail to realize that it is not random. It's just like, I've made the analogy before, like Navy SEAL training. It's just, it's just like combat training. You, you know, you can play games, you know, you mess around, you goof off, but when you're about to go into battle and there's going to be live ammunition and people shooting at you, you're not goofing around anymore. And that's the, that's the impending storm. I think that all of us must be cognizant of. Mm. Carries so pretty. So we have we started with we can oh uh, hooked on Jesus says we can overcome anything through Christ who strengthens us and Satan is a beast on a leash if you've gotten him on a leash <laughs> I think that's that's so that important yeah. um and uh, we we said what Cindy said and Carrie says I will give 
children to be their princes and babes shall rule over them. Oh, yes. That's and then so she true. follows up with meaning here is incompetent or incompetent yes. leaders. <laughs> yeah, that's what children are, right? Yeah. Uh, and Cindy says, yep, sin drowns the enemy to hurt us. Draws the enemy. Draws the enemy. Yes. Kate says, and God keeps us in the midst of the storm. My legs are swollen and so painful because of my knees. She went to the doctor on Friday and he said he can't give me cortisone. And then the miracle pathway came. Oh, amen. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. He's on God's leash. Yeah. That's what I thought. He's on God's leash. Yes. <laughs> I thought you meant we had him on a leash. <laughs> no. I was like, that would be awesome. But yes, God's leash. Right. Yeah, sure. and then that's the thing is that it, it, it sometimes it lets him off the leash, right? <laughs> sometimes it lets him off the leash, and he's just like reminds me of this show we were watching. The guy's like let go of the leash of the dog, and he's like, "Okay, go get him." And the dog takes <laughs> off, you know, like he did to Job. I think he's doing that to a lot of believers right now because he wants to strengthen us. If uh, you know, if I've said this far too often, but I'm, I'm going to say it again, just because it's important to always remember that when I was a religious Christian walking through the church as a man, not knowing that God needed to dwell inside me. I, that, and that's why the devil had such power over me because I, I had no power over the devil over Satan because right. I I'm not God. But once the Holy spirit dwells inside you, the power of God is, is with you Amen. to overcome uh, the power of, but of it Satan. requires our partnership. Yeah. Right. Like it's not just, it's not like one and done. Okay. I got the Holy spirit. I'm saved. I'm off. You know, it's that constant remembrance. It's a partnership. It's a mm -hmm. partnership where we surrender our flesh to God, the spirit in us and say, I give you, I surrender. I make you Lord. Everybody accepts the savior part, but very few people want to accept the Lord part. Right. Carrie says, amen, hooked. Amen, hooked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Let's see. We only have one uh, scripture. Yeah, and we should read what Jim said. Yeah. So first the scripture. Do you know the context of this? Yes. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. All right. Um, but when he saw, this is when uh, John the Baptist was baptizing and the Pharisees and the Sadducees seemed to come to check out what's happening. Matthew 3, 7. Matthew 3, 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Like, how dare you come now and try to get try to get some of the blessings when you've been uh, um, fighting him the whole way? Oh, wow. OK, now I'm remembering. I think we actually read that not too long ago in our men's Bible study. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It was somewhere else we heard it. I, I think yeah. actually Jack mentioned it. Oh, OK. Yep. Jim says nearly every unbeliever wants to focus on the God of love, not one of justice. And God is love, but he is just as well. And therefore, but he is just as well. And therefore, sin must be judged. Thus, when Jesus returns, he will return as the judge to make war. Mm -hmm. Here's how jo John describes this future event. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and makes war. The armies of heaven will follow him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. Before I read the next one, I want to comment on this because he's like, people, when they ask about injustice in the world, little kids that die or, God forbid, are molested or raped and, mm. Um, people that uh, in third world countries that die for no seemingly um, for no explanation, people that are massacred and genocides. Um, God's justice ultimately will make those wrongs right. You know, whether you see him in this life or the next, but he will come with judgment, you know, and those wrongs will be made right. Wow. And here is how Paul describes it. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. And give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shout out from the presence of the Lord. That's 2 Thessalonians 1, 6 through 9. Mm. He's just. The scales must be balanced price yeah. of sin will be paid well that um 
that should be happening in our justice system as well. Oh, you'd like to think so, right? <laughs> the, the, just the nonsense that's going on. It's like it, we're upside down again. I mean, this is this is what uh, the Bible has said is going to happen. You know, white is going to be black, and black is going to be white. You know, hot is cold, cold is hot, and uh, the people just are going to lie through the skin of their teeth. And that's uh, that's just where we're at right now. The criminals are looked at as victims. And the and the victims are not believed, and they don't care about the victims. Yeah. It's very strange. Very, <laughs> yeah. So so bizarre. So Kate's praise report. Her doctor said I could have the plasma treatment and walk again. Then my lawyer in New Zealand just sent me a letter saying the New Zealand government is paying a fast track redress payment. The treatment costs three thousand covered. Amen. Nice. Yay! That's fantastic. Very cool. I love that. Good news. Carrie's like, awesome, Kate, and uh, Fallen World is on us. Yes, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Amen. <laughs> this battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Right. And God is so good. Amen. Amen. I love yeah. that. I love praise reports. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before I forget, down in the links, uh, down below, you're going to find a link for Andy X39. That's a little product that uh, I've been using, and I... Speaking of praise reports, I have, I can't tell you how surprisingly pleased I am with the results that I'm getting from copper these plasma. copper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now you made me forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, click on the link, check it out yourself. Um, I'm still researching it so I can explain it um, as to how it's working, but there's the copper peptides that this, this, these patches uh, activate in your body. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. My energy. Remember how I was tired earlier today? I got home and I just went right back to work. Oh, I, I thought, I thought, you. yeah, I woke up early this morning, went and watched uh, lacrosse out in the rain, in the storm with an umbrella and my camera. And uh, then we went shopping. I came home. I thought maybe I might take a nap, but I never did. Oh, jumped onto my table and my, my table, my <laughs> desk <laughs> and started doing work. And uh, I, I got tons of energy. It is, it is really wild. It doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you. But when I've been doing the research and looking at the, the studies, they, it all checks out as to why this thing seemingly uh, is, is turning back some of the injuries that I have, taking away some of the inflammation, which awesome. is awesome. I've been going up and down the stairs like a, like a teenager. Like a teenager. Yeah, it's pretty I awesome. So just check it out. X39 uh, is an amazing product. Lisa saying this morning she was reading Exodus where Moses was pleading with God not to destroy the Israelites and really reminds us how Jesus intervenes for us, intercedes for us. Yes, same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so true. It's so true. And we're, we're and also like people um, want to hasten um, the judgment and we definitely don't want to do that because it'll be, it'll be horrific and so many people will die and we we hope that none will perish and we, we want to be um, out there and doing what we can to put Jesus on display and save souls and um, bring our friends and our loved ones um, to Christ. So God's timing is perfect. What did we watch last night? For some reason, I'm having some flashback to something we were watching last night. Uh, who, who did we? we uh, I'm your Sephardi. Uh, the Amir, Illuminati. Illuminati, that's what it was. Another one. I knew there was something. Um, Amir Safardi is a uh, uh, a man who's from Israel. If you don't know him, he's a is he a pastor or is he a speaker? I think he actually pastors a church. Maybe Lisa knows. Yeah, we should probably know that. We've seen him. I can't yeah, count this. Israel, times. I presume, is, a, is a regular congregation of his. Yeah, but he has some really good information. I I, I love his perspective from a an an Israel Israelite is that the way to call him <laughs> Israeli Israeli but it's interesting to hear his perspective about what's happening in the world and the you know whatever you know conflict that he's going to talk about at the time the conflict that they have with uh, Iran and um, you know all these possibilities he, I mean he's and the, the Illuminati yeah he's 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 uh, very knowledgeable but again just reminding us of of all this was. So Lisa uh, and Hope, don't you just say it's not a pastor? Oh, huh. didn't know that. Yeah, I, I just assumed he was. He's an educator. Yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, 
let's see, it's Behold Israel. Yes, Cindy, his name is Amir Safarti. But if you look up Behold Israel, that's probably the... Lisa has it. Uh, yeah. So Behold Israel is his channel. And that's how he spells his name. Uh, I think an I is missing there somewhere, no? T-S-I? Safarti? I don't know. His name is always hard for me to spell. Yeah, it's like Tsunami. There's a T before <laughs> yeah, Tsunami. <laughs> uh, okay, so Mike Gole that he has on the channel is the actual pastor. Are they a congregation? So is Behold Israel like a regular congregation that Amir is just a guest speaker? Mike Gole, you'd like him too. Mm. He's funny. Very no-nonsense sure. kind of guy. Got to check him out. But yeah, last night, just what he was saying was like, wow, we... Yeah, we're, starting we're, with we're the Illuminati from, yeah. from Genesis 11 and the Tower of Babel, Nimrod, all the way down as a manifestation of them um, as the uh, as the devil masquerading as angels of light, that they just are constantly deceiving people to pretend they are light when they're nothing but against God. Yeah, and I had no idea when he started talking about Illuminati. I thought that was a, a recent group. You know, good creation. Well, he was, they, they are from the 1900s, 1920 or something, but he's drawing the connection. To the enlightened, enlightened ones. Yeah. 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 Um, so tomorrow we have our, um, our home church. Yes. And you're going to be speaking on what again? I forgot. I thought you were doing that. <laughs> I could say a few words. Yeah, we will. We'll put it together. Maybe we'll, uh, um, Come up with something tonight with one of our speakers that we're listening to. Who are we listening to tonight? Mark Driscoll? No. Oh. I'm a yeah. annoyed with him. Really? I am. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Mark Driscoll at Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. I mean, we... I don't know. That's who we were listening to when we first met quite often. Yes. And he would put us to sleep. <laughs> what, what a skill. <laughs> We'd be talking on the phone, you know, you'd be there in Westlake Village, I'd be here in the barrio and, um, you know, talking and listening to Mark Driscoll. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I think maybe I find him, um, I connect with him because of his toxic masculinity. <laughs> I, can see that. I think that's the thing that draws us together. Yeah. Um, but uh, he can yell a lot. He's hard to uh, listen to before we're going to sleep. And honestly, like recently, what's been annoying me is that he just seems a couple things. I think he's he's really he seems to be very in his flesh. Like really? he's, yeah, I mean, he just seems to be very into his life, you know. And so, um, I actually really do not like um, pastors talking about drinking. I mean, it's it's not biblical. I mean, the way. Uh, Apostle Paul describes it in the Bible. It's this: you can engage in certain behavior that's not forbidden, but if it causes your brother to sin, then you are responsible to fall. Mm. Your brother to fall, you are responsible for that sin. Hmm. So, him just giving a green light to his entire congregation to drink, um, I think is irresponsible. Oh, when did he do that? Um, the other night. I, I told you to turn it off. I didn't want to hear it anymore. Oh. I you were it. like, I was. Yeah. <laughs> Did he like, like, or, 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 I think he was he, just talking he repeated about it a couple times about him and his wife drinking wine. Yes, he's like, I don't just read the Bible; I live it. And I was like, Wow, you not only confess to drinking, but you justify the drinking by oh. saying it's I live the Bible I because I that. drink wine. Oh, thank you. He agrees with me. <laughs> and I mean, so does you know, Lisa. If you're going to do it in private, it's your business. You know, I mean, we're not, we don't, it, it's not our business what he does in private, but to just broadcast it like that as a pastor of such a large congregation, which is probably filled with men. And he's all about raising men and boys mm -hmm. um, that are struggling. I think that's just. That's just I, all just right. I got a point. I, I get, I get your point. I understand. Uh, he has a, I mean, he has a history of sticking his foot in his mouth. Yes. <laughs> and, and he tells his story how he, he was not an advocate of drinking mm. that he actually um, did not drink. And that after the whole thing with Mars church, 
um, he did start to drink um, and claims it's only once in a while. I don't know. It's just, it's just really, I don't know. It seems really strange. Mm. Since we're talking, talking about pastors, can we, can we. And what? Cindy's saying, oh, good. Uh, Cindy says that drinking alcohol could be a stumbling block for many. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so that's what, that was my point is that if it's not for him, okay, that's your business, but to broadcast it to people who it very, very well may be a stumbling block um, is just irresponsible. And Cindy's saying, I don't drink for that very reason. Actually, Pastor Jack says the same thing. He does not drink because he doesn't ever want to be that, the cause of somebody else falling. And he doesn't want to give any image. He's under so much attack and so much pressure to ever give people something to point at. Like, oh, look at that. And, oh, he was doing this. And he says he, he just didn't want to be somewhere where somebody else would be struggling, look at him and say, well, Pastor Jack can do that. I can do it too. Mm. Makes total sense. I'm with you, Snooks. And he says alcohol could be a place for Satan to attack. Yeah. It's yes. a hole in the boat. Yes. A chink in the armor. Yeah. So I, I just want to, we have a few minutes. I just want to, since we're on the, we're on a roll with pastors. Oh, okay. Um, you got somebody else? Yeah. Rick Warren. Oh, yeah. Um, we first had heard when Charlie Kirk and, and Pastor Jack were speaking on Wednesday. Only they named. <laughs> They called him out yes. and said, no, Rick Warren is, you know, he's got, they have issues with him. And then we heard after that, strangely enough, there was an article in the newspaper that the Baptist Southern Baptist convention uh, kicked him, out. kicked them out of the the organization, his church. And they got, him and his church. They, they got enough problems. Yeah. Too. It's like, you know, they've got some serious like scandals with children and, you know, some really shady stuff. So for them to kick him out, that they're probably like, okay, yeah, we, we got enough. You yeah. you out. We have you enough know? holes in our boat and cheeks yeah. in our armors. <laughs> and so, but he's another one of those pastors. And I, I just heard somebody else saying something about a pastor and they wouldn't name the pastor. Uh, and I I, it, I have a feeling that it, it also might, you know, I don't want to lay more stuff on a Rick Warren than I have to, but um, it just, for some reason, it felt like that may have been who they were talking about, but he's got a huge following with his uh, book, A Purpose Driven Life. Uh, that uh, I even, you know, read. And it was one of those things that kind of, I think I was on a trip to Montana and I think I listened to it on, on a, a DVD or something like that, that um, the, these seemed to be more, they were, they were more under the radar. I think, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, five, six, seven years ago, these, these guys were still doing these things, but it really didn't, nobody caught it. And to me, there's a spiritual and an earthly reason for that. Mm. Uh, spiritually, God is separating the wheat from the chaff. You know, it's the precursor to the great falling away. Mm -hmm. But in the flesh, in, but, but for man, sides are being taken. You know what I mean? The church is being split by liberal versus conservative ideals. People are moving. I, I just learned that whole thing. If you read my article on Catholicism, I just learned that whole debate, even in Catholicism, between traditional Catholics and and modern Catholics or reformed or progressive Catholics, whatever you want to describe it. But we have that same struggle in mainstream Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so Rick Warren has clearly chosen the side of, and this is the only thing I can say with certainty, whatever other accusations they have about him is that he supports ecumenicalism. It's everywhere. He's publicly mm -hmm. said it. He's spoken about it. Um, and that is, as somebody who used to be a Muslim, the most damaging thing to you, people. Can you define that? Um, it's basically this, uh, it's the belief in, um, and the, in the way he has been ascribed to that they, um, support the notion that everybody's worshiping the same God, mm. just different perspectives. There's an elephant in the room oh, I see what you're and saying. everybody's touching a different part of its body and everyone's blindfolded. Uh -huh. That's an example they use yeah. in the elephant room. And they, uh, there's this whole, <laughs> these pastor scholarly yeah, round table discussions and that's the way they described it. And so basically it, it doesn't free anybody from false worship because you're basically saying your worship is fine. Just leave it the way it is. It's, it's horribly destructive, horribly destructive to those who did not surrender their lives to Christ. Hmm. We see the split before we get, we have some really good comments here. We, okay. we see this split happening in the convent, the uh, conservative political party too. Right. It's like, it's a split here and then a split here. It's like, uh, you got these neocons and you have these rhinos. Uh, rhinos and then you have, you know, true conservatives or, or Christian conservatives. 
true Christian conservatives right. um, that are battling with other conservatives. Well, that's why Jack's so upset because Rick Warren is an evangelical. So mm. he tarnishes the name and ecumenicals, the ecumenical movement, the interfaith movement claims to have evangelicals on board. And the only reason they can claim that is, and I believe it's also Beth Moore, one that Trump likes. But, but it's Rick Warren, for the most part, that has tarnished the name of evangelicals by associating themselves to wow. that movement. Uh, and Carrie has a personal experience with her daughter being taken off in the wrong direction by Rick Warren. And purpose-driven leads to being about self. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I was worried about with Pastor Mark is that it's, it's, it seems to... It turns into narcissus, where the person is just like, it's all about me and Jesus That's in good. me. Um, right. And it becomes uh, egoistic. Mm. And it says Cavalry uh, Church West Hills is part of the Southern Baptist Convention denomination and didn't know that when I became a member. Another reason to change churches. And that is an interesting thing. I was asking you about Calvary the other day, about these different Calvaries. Yes. And that they. And that's weird. Lisa, I did not know any cavalries mm. would be part of the SBC yeah. because they're evangelicals. I don't know how they could be Southern Baptists. You can't just go by the name anymore because yeah. they. The Unholy Alliance. Mm. Oops. Um, and uh, City says in Judaism, there's a Hasidic Orthodox conservative reform that falls further from the God as you move down the line. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look down, Jesus. Oh, there's nothing unbiblical about calling these pastors out. To be blunt, they are a cancer in the church. Paul mm. would not have held back if he were here in this day and time. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I think uh, just to, to talk about that, if, you, if it's okay. Share is more, more, and Carrie says, yes, it's uh, true. Is that I think the only, again, it's kind of like what we were talking about the other day that sometimes I, I kind of hesitate because who am I? Exactly. No, not only that, you don't want to be wrong, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, I mean, if I'm seeing it, it it's got to be a pretty big deal, right? Because, I mean, again, we hear some messages every so often. We go, ooh, ooh, that was, I don't think <laughs> that's right. That. I don't think that that's, yeah. I don't think that's correct. Um, and so, again, if, if, I'm, if I'm catching something like that, it must be, uh, it must be a pretty big deal. And he says, yeah, the Pope says no one's going to hell. Well, that's the that's the <sighs> conclusion of ecumenicalism right. is that if they all worship in the same God, nobody can be going to hell. Um, that's a foundational principle of our doctrine is that he that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except him and everybody else will be subjected to judgment that they will not pass. Wow. So, Great. yeah. And Great Greg God. Laurie went with SBC 2019. So he's now officially part of the Southern Baptist Convention. That I didn't know either. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry. Methodist Church in a battle and splitting against. It's a battle for all of us. Yes, absolutely. And Don is saying hi to Hooked on Jesus. Hey, Don. And Lisa is saying, Pastor Jack says, we are to confront deception with truth or something like that. God's word <laughs> is the truth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's why we love him. Hey, Don. Don. <laughs> all right. We, uh, we talked about some stuff. I think we did. God forgive us if it was inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm asking the questions. We, we should, well, we should I feel be okay safe talking about Rick Warren because yeah. uh, it's out there. That's, yeah. that's everywhere. And as, as Hooked on Jesus said that, you know, yeah, if it's clear deception, we're calling it out. And and I hear what you're saying about Mark, too. I mean, I, I understand that what I you're saying. That I feel I can call out, too. Yeah. You know, I'm not making a, a general judgment about him as a pastor. And then we have grace, but. Mm -hmm. I just think it was in bad form, bad taste. And Carrie saying, yes, cavalry fell into pieces after Pastor Chuck died. Yeah. yeah. And actually, that, that a dear friend of mine's husband was with Chuck from the very beginning, as maybe some of you were as well. And she said that many of them, many of the elders of the church kept telling him to have a secession plan, mm. but he refused. And um, I could see his heart in that and saying that, you know, it wasn't, up to him to do that. He didn't feel that um, this was a kingship that he was going to appoint a successor. And so he wanted to leave it up to the Lord. Um, but I guess people in administrative roles and responsibilities in the church are disappointed and congregates too. I'm sorry. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, then the vineyard came out of that also. That, yes. That, that group of people. So, yeah, it's, it's something that happens. Oh, 
Hi, Carl. Hey, Carl. Nice to see you. Awesome. Um, yeah, the vineyard. We had something happen in the vineyard. We had the huge vineyard in, in Anaheim. Yes. It was there for years. That got taken over by yeah, that was some shenanigans. Takeover. Oh, takeover too. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot. Well, God's shaking the earth. You got, know, we got to sort like, it out. Yeah, he he will. He looks like he's sorting it out. So right now, is as far as locally, I think Kindred. I'm really like I really enjoy Kindred. Yes. With their pastor there, he's from Scotland, uh, and then Anna, uh, Calvary Anaheim Hills seems to have a good pastor. Uh, don't I, I? I can't remember either one of their names, but um, East Anaheim. He, he, East Anaheim. Yeah, he's a former police officer with La Habra. Been there for many, many years. So we got a few still around us that I think that are are turning out to be solid so far. Um, but we have we're surrounded by some shenanigans right yes. here, right here in our little area, but with, between <laughs> Rick Warren over, and all over the and uh, Greg Laurie. Well, now that we're we had to check on his SBC yeah, connection because I really don't I really don't know that for yeah. sure. So I don't want to say. Um, and Carrie says, stick to the word. You can't yeah. go wrong. Amen. Yeah, I don't know why it's so hard. I mean, they're just so worried about um, being woke and about uh, well, it's and it, all all the Bible talks about is not to live in the world. That's all it says. But yet they can't help themselves but live in the world. Because mm. growth. You start to, it's like, a, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I, I think of the analogy very similar. Um, when I first started becoming a federal contractor, I went to this very sophisticated auditor because I had to have audited books. And I said to him, and he looked at, looked at my funding um, scales, basically, how much was private money? How much was public government money? And he looked at me, he says, you know, I know it's really exciting to get this much money for the government, but you know that government funding is like crack. He's like, it feels real good, but it'll kill you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, this, you know, this, this will kill you because it puts so much pressure on you. It requires so much oversight. Mm -hmm. It does not have a big enough spread um, for administrative expenses. And it's just, it's, it's a very dangerous trap. Right. And I think that's what happens to our churches. They grow, they have bills, they get a mortgage, they got to pay the mortgage. Then they start looking for money and then money, big money, as we see poor James O'Keefe, big money comes with strings. Yeah. It gets a seat on the board. And basically the same thing happened to Mark Driscoll at Mars church is that you put in a bunch of elders or you put in people that are probably big donors have contributed into the church and then something goes wrong and they will kick you out. They will mm -hmm. kick you out of the organization you started. Um, and so there's all of these worldly pressures um, mm -hmm. for them to engage in behavior that wouldn't, they wouldn't otherwise be engaging. Yeah, um, funny enough, uh, Dan Bongino, who is not a pastor, uh, he's Catholic, by the way. Dan Bongino. Oh, right. Uh, is a, a podcast, a show that he does on Rumble, uh, talking about government money and, and about money, yeah. and how it all works. And, and and I can't remember the person he was uh, quoting. He talks about him all the time, but he's a, uh, a economist, I believe. Um, but talks about that when it's your money and you're buying a gift, you're a little bit more careful. You want to buy him a good gift, but you're not going to overspend on your friend. Uh, if somebody's giving you money to buy somebody a gift, you, you, you will, you know, do a little bit of the same thing, but maybe you'll get something a little bit more expensive, but when it's, when it's not anybody's money and they just give you money, you're going to, you're going to just spend it and not yeah, really I mean, worry. Isn't it like every time we get a check from the government from those COVID reliefs or yeah. whatever, we're kind of like, wow, what can we blow this yeah. on? <laughs> it suddenly feels like it's not your money instead of being like, wow, right. my God, my car payment just came in the mail. No, you just kind of like. Oh, I can buy weird stuff with this money. It's so true. Now, really quickly, I didn't uh, probably say that in the same way Dan does, but it's a great uh, podcast today. If you have an opportunity to look at uh, Dan's uh, podcast uh, on Rumble, uh, he does a really good job of explaining why we're in such trouble with, with the government being in charge of schools and medical and social security and, you know, sending money to Ukraine and not to Ohio. And, you know, it's just this free money that they just throw around and they do it with the things that they care about and could care less about uh, Ohio. They don't they care less yeah. uh, what happens, but that's, 
That's what we got in the government right now and the power, power that they have. Corrupts. Yep. Yes. And Jesus is not a fan of Kenneth Copeland. I, um, you know, I hear about him all the time. I haven't honestly taken the time to investigate, but is he one of the guys with the planes? Is he one of those prosperity preachers? There's like these funny guys on TV that are like, yeah. buy me a jet. I used to I see him. I couldn't spend much time on him. He's one of the, he's got one of those voices that I don't care for. Yeah, really it's one of those. Yeah, I've never. It, it should not be the determination. If their message is good, I should listen, but it's just right away. I just, <laughs> I couldn't connect. Oh boy. And okay. there was another name. Do you, uh, if you go up a little bit. Yeah. Irwin, do you know Irwin? McManus. Yes. Mosaic Church. Yes. Don't know much about him, but I definitely know who he is. I think he's actually out here too, no? Um, are we saying good or bad, Cindy? <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment because I don't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, let me check it out. Okay. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Thank right. you guys for joining us and for contributing so much. It was awesome. Uh, and God willing, we will all be protected from the coming wrath. But yeah, and those of you watching the replay, you comment also. That would be fantastic. If there's anything you have to say, we see it. Uh, and uh, it really helps when you comment and when you share and when you like and when uh, you subscribe. That would be awesome. Don't forget about the Edify app. That's your job. Yes, edifi.app, <laughs> Christian Podcast Network, known as Edify. Like, subscribe, download the app. It's awesome. Yeah, and we may be on another platform pretty soon. Did we already tell them that? I think so. Okay. That's still in the works, but uh, we're really excited about it. Yes. Cannot wait to tell you more about it. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Good night. Have a great night. Are you taking us out? Yes. God bless. Let's see. Let's see you do it. Bye. No, you got to do the thing first. I got to do the thing. Yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> see? <laughs> see you guys. Good night.